world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, those of you who can, I don't know, I really don't know how to do this, Go. Get on your Facebook page and find the show that's that's playing right now and share it. I mean, if you have a Facebook page, just go to Facebook and uh, it should pop. I mean, it should be there. I think it is. I don't know how Facebook works. If it is, just share it. Just share it. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It. Uh, I got to tell you something. Yesterday was one of the most stressful days of my. I told Michelle when I went to bed last night. Oh my goodness, stressful in that my. Uh, my phone literally never stopped ringing or texting. I'm like, uh, is amazing. Well, because you know some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, and uh, uh, things are getting real, man. Things are getting real. Uh, I, I wrote down, I wrote down over here that uh, persecution's really ramping up, man. <laughs> it's really ramping up. Before before I get rolling here, Myra, go ahead, go ahead and pray this in because I know once I. Once I get rolling here, I'm going to get rolling here. Go ahead, dear. Yes, Coach. It is written. The Matthew today, uh, the reading today will be from Matthew 25, 31 through 46. 31 through 46? Yes. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Okay, that's, I'm going to read it because I'll read it quicker. Okay. Okay. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the angels with him, then shall he, he sit upon the throne of his glory. Before him shall be gathered all the nations, and he shall separate the one from another as a shepherd divided the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Boy, oh boy, not everybody, everybody's going to heaven, but not everybody's going to stay. And he shall set the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you, in the foundation of the world. By the way, left and right, left and right, huh? Politically, left and right, right are going to be good, left aren't. And shall the king say, oh, I'm sorry, for I was hungry and he gave me meat, I was thirsty and he gave me drink, I was a stranger and he took me in. Naked and he clothed me, I was sick and he visited me, I was in prison and he came into me. And then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when did we, with our what? When did we do all this stuff? He said, when we saw, when, <laughs> When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and we clothed thee? Or when do we see a sicker in prison coming to you? The king shall answer and say to them, Dude, listen, I say unto you, and as much as you did it to one of these least of my brothers, you've done it unto me. Then shall I say also to them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. If I was hungry and you didn't give a darn, I was thirsty and you didn't care. I was a stranger and took me not in, you ain't naked and you clothed me not, sick and then prison, you didn't come see me. And I said, when, Lord, when did we do that? How come we, what are we talking about? And he said, barely I send you, and as much as you did it not unto the least of these, you didn't do it unto me either. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, the righteous into life eternal. Go ahead, Myron, pray. Yes, Coach, I will do that. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, listen, I don't want this to be a heavy, I don't want this show to be heavy, but it's going to be, <laughs> it's probably going to be a little bit heavy here, okay? I want to show you exactly how much we are over the target. Uh our friend, Pastor Bill Dunphy, was arrested yesterday. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I spoke to Pastor Bill yesterday, and uh, he, you know, he went to Washington, D.C. with us. We all went to, together, and uh, he did some street preaching on the other side of the building from where we were. 
and I'm not going to get into the specifics of a lot of stuff, but I want, I, I want to, I want to prepare folks. I want to prepare your hearts out there. I'm, I put a note down here. The persecution is ramping up. It's, it's ramping up. And the dividing line between uh, what Betty just, I'm sorry, what Myra just read there. <laughs> huh? Left and the right. There's a division going on. And I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you this. This division is going on in the church as well. And I had a revelation this morning that I'm going to share with you that I never saw before. So bear with me. But I want, I want you to, I went to the, if you go to the Gateway Pundit, you don't have to do it, Spence. Click on, I didn't number them this morning. I'm sorry. Click on, it says Dunphy, the next, next to the third at the bottom. Click on it. I went to the Gateway Pundit today, and there's a story about uh, Pastor Bill being arrested yesterday. Uh, we'll put that in the, in the chat if you want to. Gateway Pundit, this is one of the largest conservative news sites in the world. And there's a whole story about Pastor Bill. One of, uh, I'll, I'll bite my tongue there. And then, Spencer, go right above and click on Chet. Click on Chet, because this is also on the Gateway Pundit. If you go to the Gateway Pundit, New, 11 Christian pro-lifers indicted by federal grand jury for blocking access to Tennessee abortion clinic. Remember when we were going to have Chet Gallagher on and I couldn't get Chet Gallagher? We couldn't work it out? These are our buds too. These are our buds too. So the the pool we're swimming in, the, the lake we're fishing in, they're after our folks, folks, friends. They trumped up these blocking access to the clinic things. There'll be a trial, yada, yada, yada. This is serious stuff. This is serious stuff. Hey, you're messing with the big boys now, right? Now, here's what I know is going on in my heart. Here's what I believe. They're desperate. They are desperate. And uh, desperate people do desperate things. And it's going to be very, very clear as we go throughout this show today that the target is Christians, white, especially white Evangelical, God-fearing Christians. Not everybody. Not every white evangelical is a God-fearing Christian. Those who are willing to put their feet to their faith are under assault. I, I want. I want you to think about it. Think about all the crap that Antifa did. Think about that. Are any of them huh? FBI after any of those guys? And then they they arrested Bill Dunphy yesterday. Go go back. Go back to that if you would, please. Um. They arrested him yesterday. Yesterday was October 5th, 2022. And we went there January 6th, 2021. So they have spent 18 months, 18 months investigating a pastor from Warsaw, Ohio, as if he can overthrow the government. So it's, it's, folks, it, this, is, this is incredible. This is incredible. I don't want to talk too much because I'm, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, uh, I expect a knock at my door. <laughs> I expect a knock at my door. Do you expect a knock at your door? And Pastor Bill said they, did, they didn't storm his house. They, they called him before they, he was coming. They were coming. They told him they were coming and to be expecting him. They didn't make a big show of it. They arrested him. They drove him to Columbus, uh, to the federal court in Columbus, and they, uh, they um, issued uh, formal charges against him. Four, uh, four, two felonies, two misdemeanors. I have it all. I'll show you here in a second. And then released him, let him go home. So it's, it's just beginning. This whole thing is just beginning with Pastor Bill. But the thing that's amazing about it uh, is how, think, think about this. As, as I get into some of this information that's showing, think how much time and effort and energy and money the federal government has, has spent trying to find something on Bill Dunphy. They studied his sermons. In fact, in fact, one of the things they mentioned in court is they present a video of one of his sermons. No, I'm sorry. They didn't present the video. They quoted the video that he spoke from in his own daggone church. In other words, criminalizing speech from the pulpit, folks. We've been here before. We've been here before. So uh, I've had many, my phone rang off the hook. It texted off the hook yesterday. Here's, here's where it is with Pastor Bill. Dunphy. He has a court date. We're getting things organized around him right now. There really isn't a whole lot for anybody to be able to do right now except pray. Yeah, that's, that's really all we can do. And I'm going to tell you this. This boy's a warrior. 
<laughs> Bill Dunphy's a warrior. And Bill Dunphy has counted the cost, and he understands what, what all's involved with it. And see, here's what they've done to us, friends. I know the FBI is watching this morning. They're making, Lord, help us, Lord. It's government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And the purpose of our police are to protect and serve the people. But somewhere along the line, it changed, and the purpose of the government began to protect the government from the people. Anybody getting picking up the difference? Anybody picking up the difference of what's going on here? And all this corruption and everything that's going on within the government. So now they have now they're getting the police forces to defend the government from the people. Pastor Bill Dunphy has every right to stand in his pulpit and speak against the government if he wants to, to speak against Walmart if he wants to, to speak against Kroger if he wants to, to speak against the gas station if he wants to. It's called free speech, folks. Free speech. Free speech. And the Constitution guarantees us the right to petition our government, peaceably assemble to to petition our government for redress of grievances. And here's what happened. They infiltrated and made it non-peaceful so they could say, see, you're not allowed to assemble. It's you MAGA folks. It's you Christians. It's you white evangelicals. You guys are the, Joe Biden already told us we're the enemy. And they've been setting us up, protecting the wicked government from the people. Anybody doesn't understand this yet? Amen. If if you don't understand that basic, basic premise, if you don't Pastor Bill Dunphy, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, has an obligation to point out to his people. He has a moral Christian calling to point out to his flock the wicked wolf at the door. He has a moral and has a moral obligation to do that. You guys get it? Now, just because most pastors won't do it doesn't make him wrong. I've been through this, boys and girls. Those sissy pastors we've been talking about. I bet right. I bet they can't wait Sunday to get in there Sunday morning criticize him. I bet you they can't wait because number one, they're believing the lies of the indictment. They're believing the lies. They believe the lies, right? And you think you think we would know better? But we're in the mess we're in. <laughs> well, let's flip back to Chet and the boys. Flip back to that other article, if you could. What what what? These eleven people. Scroll down there a minute. These are these are my friends. These are my friends. Scroll down to the name. Scroll down. Scroll down. Keep going. I think it lists their names. Maybe it's on another one. There they are. These are my friends. Chet Gallagher. Heather Idoni. Cal Zastro. Anybody out there know Cal Zastro? Yep. Coleman Boyd. God-fearing people. God-fearing people. Not anti-government revolutionaries. God-fearing people, Coleman Boyd, Carolyn Davis, Paul Vaughn, Denise Green, Dennis Green, Eva Adel, a Holocaust survivor. Eva Adel, 84-year-old woman, I believe, Holocaust survivor, arrested for protecting babies. Eva Zastro, Cal's daughter. James, Jimmy Zastro, Cal's son. And Paul Place were indicted in federal offenses on correction in connection with an alleged reproductive health care blockade. By the way, I thought the Constitution doesn't guarantee a right to abortion, which the Supreme Court just ruled. How can there be a how can there be a law against blocking one if there's not a right to have one? By the way, they didn't block it. They showed up and they prayed. And they appealed to women not to kill their babies. Antifa can burn down America. Don't you dare show up at an abortion clinic and pray for huh? folks. They're, they're after God-fearing people. You understand that? You understand? Do you understand what a Christian, Cal Zastro, Jimmy, Cal Zastro is one of the most He's in Cal's, Ukraine right now, Coach. Cal, Cal has spent the last couple months in Ukraine witnessing to the Christians in Ukraine. Cal's Astro. Right now. I don't know if he's back yet. Right now. Dale knows these guys. We know who these people are. And I'm going to tell you something. 
Most pastors in the pulpit won't mention them, won't pray for them. In fact, will probably criticize them. Wonderful. These are wonderful, wonderful Christians who actually believe that abortion is murder. They actually believe it's the killing of an unborn human being. They actually believe it's the killing of a child created in the image of God. They actually believe it's one of God's little children. And they show up to defend those little ones peacefully. And face uh, 20 years in jail? Hmm. I think so. There, there it is. 11 years. 11 years and $350,000 in fines. That's if convicted of the offenses. The seven conspiracy defendants. you believe that? you believe in this reporting? I, I feel this deeply, friends. I, I feel this really, really deeply. These are my friends. I want to show you something. Pull up, strike the shepherd. Bear with me here a second. <clears throat> strike the shepherd. Because I've always taken this scripture. Scripture says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And I said, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. They strike the leadership. And then what, what does everybody do without any leadership? So tomorrow, when they come, if they come and get me tomorrow and I'm not here, who, who leads Coach Daly? See, that's the problem with pastor-driven churches. I've said that over and over and over. But what they would do, probably right now, uh, I wonder how many people at New Beginnings Church where Pastor Bill is pastor, I wonder how many of them can't wait to flee, can't wait to get away from him because it make him look bad in the community. And they don't want to have, oh, my goodness, your pastor got arrested. Oh, honey, we better go to a different church. That's not a very good Christian witness. Anybody amen to me out there? Anybody know where I'm going with this stuff? I feel this so deep. Amen. Amen, so Coach. So I've, amen. I've thought, I, thought, uh, I thought this is what they were going to do, that they were going to, sky, they were going to smite the shepherd and the sheep would scatter. It's going to be the devil. The devil's going to do that. And then I began to read Zechariah 13. Zechariah, thir- are you guys sitting down? Are you sitting down? Because I'm going to tell you, here's what I think we're in the midst of. All right, bear with me here. In the day, in that day, there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and uncleanness. It shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols out of the land. Folks, do you read this? The Lord's going to cut off the names of the idols out of the land. And they shall no more be remembered. What? Names of the idols. Whatever the idol is in your life, whatever the idol in the church has become, whatever the idol in America has become. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Whatever the idol in the church has become, the Lord's going to strike it and it's not going to be remembered. And also I will cause the prophets, oh my goodness, and unclean spirits, to pass out of the land. Lord's doing, Lord's doing a house cleaning here, friends. He's doing a house cleaning. And it shall come to pass that when any shall yet prophesy, then his father and his mother that begat him shall say unto him, you shall not live, for you speak lies in the name of the Lord. Prophets, modern day prophets. This is the Lord judging And his father and mother that begat him shall thrust him through when he prophesieth those lies. Stay with me. And it shall come to pass on that day that the prophets, the big name prophets, whose names are scattered all over and got huge, huge followings, shall come to pass on that day that the prophets shall be ashamed every one of his vision when he hath prophesied, neither shall they wear a rough garment to deceive. But he shall say, I'm no prophet. I'm a husbandman. For man taught me to keep cattle for my, I'm just a farmer. I'm just a, I'm just a plowman. I'm, hey, I'm no prophet. No, not really. I'm, I'm not really a prophet. And one shall say unto him, what are the wounds on your hands then? And he'll say, those with which I was wounded, 
in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd. Hey, folks, don't miss this. This is not the devil. This is not the devil wielding the sword. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the men that is my fellow. Say the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. He's talking about people following false pastors, false prophets. Those have been out there chasing the big name Benny Hens and chasing the Joel Osteens. Smite, smite them and smite the followers. Anybody think I'm reading this wrong? Amen. And the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die. But a third of them going to be left over. And I will bring that third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried and they shall call on my name. And I'm going to hear those boys. That one third, I'm going to hear them. And I will say, ah, this is my people. Right here, these are my boys. And they shall say, yep, the Lord is my God. Oh, amen, brother. There's a winnowing coming, folks. There's amen. a winnowing coming. There's a winnowing coming. Now, I'm going to do this again, and I get criticism because I'm going to read from the Message Bible because it's kind of, that's not the Bible. I know. I know. All right? It's not a Bible. But this gives you a different feel for what we just read. Can you pull that up there, Spencer? Very quickly. I'll read it quickly. This is just a reinterpretation not translation, a guy's opinion of what he just read, okay? Not scripture. On the big day, a fountain will be opened for the family of David and all the leaders of Jerusalem for washing away their sins, for scrubbing their stained and soiled lives clean. On that big day, this God of the angel army speaking, I will wipe out the store-bought gods, erase their names from memory. People will forget they ever heard of them. And I'll get rid of all the prophets who polluted the air with their diseased words. And if anyone dares persist in spreading disease polluting words, his very own parents will step in and say, that's it. You're finished. Your lies about God put everyone in danger. And then they'll stab him to death in the very act of prophesying lies about God. His own parents, mind you. And on that big day, the lying prophets will be exposed, publicly exposed, and humiliated, then they'll wish they'd never swindled people with their visions, no more masquerading in profit clothes, but they'll deny that they even heard of such things. Me, a prophet? Oh, not me, I'm a farmer. I grew up on a farm. And if someone says, and so, where did you get that black eye? <laughs> they'll say, uh, I ran into a door at my friend's house. Sword, get moving against my shepherd and against my close associate. Decree of God of the angel armies, kill the shepherd and scatter the sheep. The back of my hand against even the lambs all across the country. God's decree. Two thirds will be devastated and one third will survive. And I'll deliver the surviving third to the refinery fires. And I'll refine them as silver is refined. Test them for purity as gold is tested. Then they'll pray And then they'll pray to me by name, and I'll answer them personally. I'll say, that's my people. That's my people. And they'll say, God, my God. Huh? Oh, yeah. This is the judgment of the Lord hitting the house of God. We're going to see it. That's, 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 I don't know what you think. That's sobering. That's staggering to me. Because I'd always read that scripture where it says, smite the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. The Lord's doing it. <laughs> the Lord's doing it. The Lord's, Lord's going, remember I've been talking to you about a peacetime pastor and a wartime pastor? Dudes. Dudes. I can't think of anybody better 
to be in trouble than Bill Dunkey. I can't think of, uh, maybe maybe Flip Venom. I can't think of too many other pastors to be in trouble than Bill Dunkey. Amen. Because you know why? He ain't going to bend. He ain't going to bow. He ain't going to buckle. He ain't going to do anything. He's going to stand up and he's going to speak the truth no matter what it costs him. No matter what it costs him. And my wife said to me today, this morning, just this morning, sitting up there, have a cup of coffee. She says, honey, do you think you're coming here next? You think they're coming here next? And I said, well, why wouldn't they? <laughs> why wouldn't they? They're rounding up anybody. They're making up things. They're rounding up things. They're making up stuff. Why wouldn't they come here? Because remember, the FBI's job is to protect the government, right? Huh? The FBI's job. We now know, oh man, I'm all over the place. I got to get this out of me, okay? Did I send you the, did I send you the, I know I did, the Pete Santelli video. See if you can pull that up real quick. By the way, I'm on with Pete Santelli today at 9 a.m. That's a whole different story. You need to watch this because this guy, Bob Alinsky, who two years ago told us Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were all in business together with the Chinese, with the Ukrainians. He told us two years ago, he delivered the information to the FBI. Well, Bob Alinsky did. He delivered all the information to the FBI and they didn't do a damn thing with it. So he ended up again yesterday, two days ago, on Tucker Carlson again, saying, listen, folks, I've been telling you, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, his brother-in-law, Jim B- Joe B- Jim Biden, uh, all these folks, they, I've, got, I've got the documents. I've got the signed documents. I've got, the, the, uh, I got everything. I got everything proving what these guys did, and I gave it to the FBI, and they won't do a damn thing with it. This guy publicly went public. He is a whistleblower, and the government, pardon me, the FBI, who is protecting the government, will not do anything about it. So it's a, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. This ain't made up stuff. He said, I got the document. I have the documents. I have the documents. I was part of the team. I was part of the team. We hope to make billion dollars from China. It's in the interview. I have the documentation. And they're after Bill Dunphy. They're after Bill Dunphy. Hey, Spencer, if you could, I know you want to get in here. I'll, I'll let you jump in here in a second. God help us. Folks, we have, uh, we, have to- we have totally and completely lost our country. And so we're going to have to make a decision. What is it we're going to do? And you know what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit is going to go through, and he's going to knock some of these guys out of the pulpit. I told, did I tell you this or did I not? That we're moving from peacetime to wartime pastors. Boom. How, can, how can any man... How can any man be a pastor and be a multimillionaire? Can somebody explain that to me? How does that work? How does that work? It doesn't work. And how, how do people continue to flock to them? Because why? Because they want to be millionaires too. And the, we just read what the Lord said. <laughs> I'm going to go through and I'm going to knock some of these guys off their purchase. And by the way, I'm going to scatter those sheep who've been coming in those phony churches. Folks, look, look, look. Sometimes the Lord's doing it. We're blaming the devil. It's like the old saying I had when I coached football. Pull up that PDF if you can. When I coached football, I think I've used it many times. It's called addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. Meaning what? You got to get rid of some stuff. Holy Spirit's got to get rid of some stuff. I don't know how we can put this in the chat, but if you want to, put this, put this filing in the chat so people can read it. This is the criminal complaint. By the way, you got to scroll down just to the bottom because I couldn't believe this. Just go to the bottom real quick. You want to show how messed up things are? Go clear to the bottom, clear the bottom, clear the bottom, all the way down, all the way down. Last page, last page, last page, last page, last page, last page. Oh, oh, signed by who? Andrew McCabe. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That right there would disqualify it. Okay, go back to the top. Go back to the top and just scroll down. Because look, I'll put it in the chat because I'm not going to have time to go through. I, I want you uh, as I talk. Okay, I tell you what the criminal complaint is. They come up with the facts. I want you to go down, uh, Spencer, as I speak here. Just go slowly. And folks, I want you to look at the pictures and the photos that they have in this criminal complaint. Just start scrolling down, Spencer. 
and think how slow down a second, just go slower and think how long, how many man hours it went into to watch video at Washington, D.C. to find Bill Dunphy doing something. Well, here's a complaint. We're not going to read about the complaint. Keep on going down there. You can read all that later. It's all malarkey. It's all malarkey. So they, how do we identify Bill Dunphy? They get down there. They got a cell phone. Hell, they got my cell phone number. No big deal. Keep going. On, on or before, it goes, talks about it. Talks. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Oh, here, oh look. Wow, wait, 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 wait a minute. So they found Bill Dunphy in the crowd somehow. How did they do that? How much time did that take to find Bill Dunphy in the crowd? That's what your FBI agents are spending their time doing, finding Bill Dunphy. Keep scrolling down. Where did they find this picture? What must they have to have gone through to find this picture of Bill Dunphy? Keep going. Look, look, look. They're, they're zooming in. Who? Can you believe this? Do you guys have any idea how much time and effort and energy went in to finding a picture of Bill Dunphy standing on the fence line? Twice they got pictures. of That one, you can't even tell it's him. How did they do this? How'd they do this? Go to the next one. The next photograph, six. There he is. Ooh. They're producing evidence that he was there, that he was, that he was overthrowing the government. You guys understand how wicked this is? Hmm? Yep. Huh? Do you understand this? The FBI's job is to protect us from the government. Oh, where they found him again. Oh, there he's with a bullhorn. How did, where'd they find this, I wonder? Where'd they find They got two of them. Pastor Bill out there. Oh, he's raising up the crowd. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. See, they don't understand figurative speech. When somebody says, let's take back our government, they don't mean go in and overthrow it. That's not what they're talking about. Now, they know that, right? It's like me saying, oh, I should have kicked him right in the nuts. I wouldn't have done it. It's figurative. Sorry for my language. Look at this. Look how small these pictures are that they went out and found him. All creating a narrative, friends. They're creating a narrative. Go on down. You ain't going to believe this one. Keep on going. They got to, there he is again. Keep on going. Oh, look, how'd they, how'd they find him? How much time did it take the FBI to, can you believe this? Keep on going. Keep on going. They want Bill Dumpy. Oh, oh, there they found him again. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, they found him again. Oh, they found him again. How did they do that, friends? Why did they do that? He doesn't, he doesn't deny he was there. Just ask him. Yeah, I was there. Why they have to do how long they've been working on this? Go on, go on down. There's one that blows me away the most. More of them. There's Bill Dunphy. Oh, there's Bill Dunphy. Hey, there's Bill Dunphy. There's Bill Dunphy. Hey, there's Bill Dunphy. 21 photographs. Hey, there he is. There he is. There's Bill Dunphy. You're not, you're ready. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, there he is again. I don't know how they found him. I wouldn't even recognize that one of him. Okay, there it is. Evidence of him preaching from the pulpit. Does the government have any business in the pulpit? Criticizing the pulpit? Any, huh? Say he violated. 18 U.S.C. 1752 A12 and 4, which makes it a crime to knowingly enter or remain in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority to do. Hey, Mark Trump asked me a great question. I'm going to ask you this. I know I'm all over the place. Stay with me. Mark Trump asked me this question. Here's a good homework assignment for somebody out there. Who owns Washington, D.C.? Bam. Stop a minute. Stop a minute. And ask yourself, if I were to go look for the owner of Washington, D.C., who owns it? Now, wait a minute. Hebron, where I live, they have a city council. I don't know if they actually own Hebron, but they're caretakers of Hebron. So the Senate and the House, do they own Washington, D.C.? Do they own Washington, D.C.? Or do we, the people, own it? And how can anybody trespass on property that we own? That's one of the things when they get me in court, that's one of the questions I want. 
Show me who owns Washington, D.C. By what authority do they tell me that I can't come here? What, by what authority? Who, who, where is it, okay? God bless Bill Dunphy. God bless all. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. They're doing this for me too, probably. They're doing this for me. And if you were there, they're maybe doing a few. Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe's doing this, right? So they arrested Pastor Bill yesterday and they booked him. And now the now the game begins. And I'm going to tell you this, FBI, and I'll say it again. You can follow my history of 20 years of street work, street evangelism, and you won't find not one violent act anywhere we ever went. I was arrested in 2003 or four for trying to take water to Terry Schiavo. Remember when they starved her to death down at Pinellas County, Florida? I tried to take her water, a symbolic act, and they arrested me. Other than that, you won't find one, or you guys have any idea how much time I and Bill Dunphy and Flip Benham and Jeff Klein, how much time we have spent on the streets? Do you have any idea? And now we show up in Washington, D.C. with two million of our friends, and all of a sudden, we're the instigator of it. It's lie on its face. But what the ACLU, I'm sorry, what the government has done is they trump up charges of 20 years for Pastor Bill if they find him guilty. 20 years, so he'll plea a bargain to three. That's the way they do it. Because they try to break you financially. Put you in jail, you can't work, you lose your house. You Because listen, you Christians, you stay the hell out of here because we own this town and we don't want you poking your nose around anymore. It doesn't get any more simple than that, folks. Any more, no. That's it. I'm going to catch my breath. Catch my breath. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, okay, so good grief, coach. This is this is horrific. We've been we've been watching for this for the last thirty years. Um, right. Our first knowledge, the first knowledge thing, is what's been killing us. Just like you've been talking about for the last two years, uh, the FBI was never intended to protect us. It was always intended to protect the government. It's always been a tool of the government because it has no constitutional authority to exist. Yeah. And right. in 1906, 1906, coach. They started telling us that the militia was actually the National Guard because yep, that's our right. only tools are the militia and the sheriff. And they started telling us, trying to convince us that this new thing that they called the National Guard was actually an improved militia. It's, it's kind of like going into the dentist and, and him saying he's going to improve your mouth. He's going to pull 20 of your teeth out and give you four really good ones until you got an improved mouth. That's where we are. It's government-controlled militia. It's a government-controlled militia. And the purpose of the militia was to prevent prevent the government from overreach. That's why we have the Second Amendment. A well, uh, a well, um, a well-regulated militia, mil- militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to carry, keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The idea of the militia in the Second Period. Amendment is to protect the, to protect the people from the government, folks. I mean, I. <sighs> Roger, come on in. Don't say anything. Don't get you I have in trouble. To be a little. Yeah, I have to be a little careful what I say because the court probably views me as his attorney right now for my involvement yesterday. And I'm right. not sure where everything will play out on that. But I think there's two things I would say is one is um, Bill is going to need qualified attorneys, probably more than one, to take this where he wants to go with it. So whether it's my involvement or somebody else's involvement, he's going to need financial assistance and Bill will never ask for it he's not that type of guy but we all start need to start thinking along those lines of how to financially support him 
in this endeavor, uh, that in this adventure he's going on. And I don't say adventure loosely because it's going to be an adventure. Um, secondly, uh, I would just encourage everybody to keep his family in their daily prayers till this thing is wrapped up. You know, Bill's Bill's an unbelievable man. Um, Dave, you've known him longer than I have. <laughs> my, my friendship developed in through my friendship with you. Um, but his family, I know, it probably is, especially his lovely wife, I've only met a few times, but, you know, they, they're just probably in turmoil right now. So we do yeah. need to just, uh, the action steps of prayer, the action steps of finances, and there will probably be some courtroom action steps unrelated to any formal trial where we can all show support. Um, so I just wanted to share that. But Amen, folks. That's I why, uh, by, the, by the way, it's just a... Go ahead. No, go ahead, Dave. Uh, see, we're, what we're seeing here, folks, please tell me you see this, okay? Bill Dunphy gets charged with a crime, and now he gets to go stand before a hometown referee. So what are you talking about, Coach? The judge is hired by the government. The FBI is hired by the government. The FBI and the judge are on the same team. Do you see this or not? So he's going to come in and stand before a judge who's getting paid by the government, and he's going to get a fair trial? <laughs> come on, man. You're smarter than that. The system is rigged, baby. system is rigged. That's the way it works, right? By the way, does the who pays for who pays for the uh, the Justice Department to prosecute Bill Dunphy? Oh, Bill Dunphy does. <laughs> Bill pays for his own prosecution, right? That's unbelievable. Unbelievable the system we're in. Clay, come on in, then Emma. Well, they're trying to scare and intimidate us, Coach. They are. So. They are. Let, let me say this: I'm neither scared nor intimidated. I'm neither one of those things. So yesterday I went out on the property and I prayed. I was by myself and I prayed and I asked God, I said, and, uh, this persecution is coming upon us. I said, will you give me a sign or a message just to tell me what I need to do right now? And uh, the only thing I, that come to me was stand with me. So I left, I left with that and I went to bed. I got up this morning and I punched uh, stand with me into my electronic device here. And uh, it took me to Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 through 39. And what's, what's interesting is I asked for a message or a sign. It came up in the message Bibles, what it came up this morning. <laughs> if you could go to that, Spencer, I, I'd love for Coach to read out of the message Bible this morning. Matthew 10. Folks, That's listen, Matthew I know 10, the message Bible isn't scripture. I know it isn't scripture. All right. 32 through what? 39? Stand up for me against world opinion, and I'll stand up for you before my Father in heaven. Woo-hoo! Which attorney do you want with you? <laughs> if you turn tail and run, you think I'm going to cover you? Boom. Don't think I've come to make life cozy. I've come to cut. Make a sharp knife. Cut between son and father, daughter and mother, bride and mother-in-law. Cut through those cozy domestic arrangements and free you for God. Well-meaning family members can be your worst enemies. If you prefer father or mother over me, you don't deserve me. If you prefer a son or daughter over me, sorry, you don't deserve me. And if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, scroll down, Spencer, you don't deserve me. And if you first concern, if your first concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me. We are intimately linked in this harvest work. Anyone who accepts what you do accepts me, the one who sent you. And anyone who accepts what I do 
except my Father who sent me. Accepting a messenger of God is as good as being God's messenger. Wow, this is deep. Accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. Boy, thank you, Ken Wardine, for coming down and helping me yesterday. This is a large work I've called you into. But don't be overwhelmed by it. It's best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who's thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice. You won't lose out on a thing. Dude. Emma. Uh, Yeah, Coach, uh, yesterday I became aware that 30 prisoners from the J6 debacle have asked to be taken to Gitmo, which is in Cuba, which is where they will get better food, better treatment, and a freedom to worship as they wish. Unbelievable. 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 Spencer, pull up for me. Pull up uh, American name only. Next to the last thing. Next to the last thing. By the way, Spencer, also real quickly, I know you can double task. Folks, this sounds arrogant. My 14-minute speech presentation Saturday is a must-listen to. Spencer, put that in the chat. Put that in the chat. It's at, it's at Coach Dave Live. Take 14 minutes. That's all I had, 14 minutes. And listen to it. You know I don't say this very often. Take it and listen to it. Okay, where was I? Where was I? American name only? Scroll down. I called Sherry Zaslowski to, uh, yesterday to get her on the show. She lives out on the West Coast. This is stunning. Go on down there. She, is this even America anymore? Is it? Keep going. Keep going. Keep. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm thinking about this. Stay right there. So Bill Dunphy gets arrested. Maybe they're going to come and arrest me. I get to go home. Bill Dunphy gets to go home. Here are just a few of the tragic tales of those who are still sitting in the gulag, friends. Ryan Samsel. Since his arrest, Ryan has been held in Washington, D.C. prison. On March 21st, 2021, he was awakened by correctional officers and his hands were zip-tied. Then they walked him to an unoccupied cell where he was brutally beaten by the officers. Ryan lost an eye in the beating. His face was smashed. His skull fractured. The next day, the guards beat him again. Ronald Maccabee, a sheriff's deputy who was at the Capitol on 6th, tried to help Roseanne Bolin, who died that day. As World Net Daily reported on September 6th, Maccabee was maced repeatedly for moving his face mask to take his medication. Tennessee man was then left in a cell covered in a spray for over eight hours of torture, unable to decontaminate and rinse off his burning skin. He's been in this gulag for over a year, and his trial isn't scheduled until September 2023, a year from now. Jack Lang, a 26-year-old hero, saved the lives of two innocent demonstrators on January 6th by rescuing them from beneath a pile of people as they were being crushed and suffocated. Sean McHugh, patriot, business owner, father of four, who came with a megaphone immediately, the alleged FBI asset, Ray Epps, Glommed onto Sean, urging him to tell the people the plan that they were going into the Capitol at 1 p.m., whether Trump was done speaking or not. Here's a quote from McHugh's open letter I'm a January 6th political prisoner being held in a gulag. My name's Sean McHugh. I'm being held in very inhumane conditions in the DOJ's effort to try and make me plead guilty under duress. And though McHugh is left early, Long before a breach in the police's line occurred, he's been detained in the D.C. hellhole for over a year now while Ray Epps walks around free. Tom Robertson, an off-duty Virginia police officer who claims he was led inside the U.S. Capitol. He was led inside the U.S. Capitol by Capitol police officers who told him merely to stay inside the ropes. He was sentenced to more than seven years in prison. Former Rocky Mountain Police Sergeant Thomas Robertson, a U.S. veteran, also was sentenced to three years of supervised release after his prison term by U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper. There it is. Arrest him, take him to a hometown referee, get a conviction. 
because friends, they're trying to silence the mouth of God. And you and I are the mouth of God. Does anybody, anybody get that yet but me? Listen, listen, I'm going to tell you this. Don't cry for me when they come for me. Don't cry for me. Don't cry for me. Let it inspire you to stand up and fight harder and fight more. Because if we do not stand up now, our children will live in, oh, I know what will happen. We'll get raptured out of here. I, I forgot that. If we don't get raptured out of here, our heritage is going to live in 500 years of darkness. Amen. That's the truth. I'm, I was thinking last night, I'll be 70 in November. I keep telling you that. They throw me in a slammer for 10 years, 15 years. Keep me in there on 85. I'm going to live 85 years. Probably not. Hell, I could drop over. I could have a tree fall on me. We were out moving tree. A tree could fall on me and kill me. I know the friend that that happened to. Somebody could go left of center in a car texting and smash me. I'd be a dead man. I can drop over with a heart attack. Because somewhere along the line, you've got to figure out whether or not you're willing to save security in this life for honor in the next one. And I've made that decision. I'm, I'm ready to do that. Take care of my wife, please. Take care of my, of my family. They'll be okay. But I'm not going to cower, and I'm not going to wake up every morning and be afraid that they're going to come and get me today. They're coming to take me away. <laughs> they're coming to take me away. I'm not gonna, I won't live my life like that. Look at these guys that we just read here who've been in there since. Look how long they've been in there. Not even a trial in America. This stuff used to happen in Vietnam, used to happen in Russia, used to happen in the old Soviet Union, in China, not in America. So what's the Lord going to do? He's going to smite him some shepherds. We just read it. He's going to smite some shepherds. He's going to scatter some of those phony sheep. Go back to that if you would. Can you go back there real quick? Can you go back there? Two-thirds of them. Two-thirds of those church people. Two-thirds of them. Again, right there, right there, right there. That's the message, Bob. It's okay. Back up, back up. Back up. There you go. Right there. Yeah, that's good. I just talk fast. Keep going. Keep going. Yep, you're in the right spot. Keep going. God of the angel army will step in, take care of his flock, the people of Judah. He'll revive their spirits, make them proud to be on God's side. God will use them in, in his work of rebuilding, using them as foundations and pillars. Maybe that's not the right spot. They'll be working. Oh, man, this is encouraging. God will use them in his work of rebuilding, use them as foundations and pillars. Who? These one-third that don't bow. Use them as tools and instruments. Use them to oversee his work. There'll be a workforce to be proud of, working as one, their heads held high, striding through swamps and mud, courageous and vigorous because God is with them, undeterred by the world's thugs. Whoa! (laughs) The world's thugs. What's that, Spence? That's 10, not 13. I'll put muscle in the people. I'll save the people. Just, I know their plan will, will make them good as new. They'll get a fresh start as if nothing ever happened. Why? Because I am their very own God. I'll do what I, needs to be done for them. The people of Ephraim will be famous. Their lives brimming with joy. Who were the men of Ephraim? They understood the times in which they lived and knew what it was that Israel needed to do. The people of Ephraim will be famous. Their children will go in on it too. Oh, let them feel blessed by God. I'll whistle and they'll all come running. I'll set them free. Oh, how they will flourish. Golly, Spencer, the Holy Spirit led you to that one. Well, I only got eight minutes left. I'm just going. Jeff, come on in. I won't say anything out of the ordinary, but 18 years with my brother in Christ, Pastor Bill, we will stand. That's right. He's home. He's sleeping in the bed tonight. He's sleeping yeah. in his bed. He's on. Yep. But I had a couple of guys yesterday tell me, they said, you know what? They were just reassuring me because I told them, I said, we have no clue who they're coming for next. That's right. A couple of guys close to us said, the Lord's about to do something. The Lord's doing something. We're reading it right here. We're reading it right here. See, folks, look, it isn't even about the government. It's not, it's not even about that. It's about the church. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? The Lord is separating the sheep and the goats. He's doing it. We just read it. Two-thirds of them are going to be exposed as phony, fake prophets. 
Don't be exposed. He said, what have you guys been teaching those people? What have you been teaching those people? What's wrong with you guys? That's who he's mad at. He's going, to, he's going to be mad at all those people who go to Joel Osteen's church and crave money and influence and adoration of people. That's what going to, he, All those pokes are... I'm just reading the Bible. And I'm not calling myself some holy and righteous guy. I'm just saying. I ain't in that group. Kevin. Coach, you know, we, we look at these J6ers and, and how long they've held them in solitary confinement. And as Americans, we say, how in the hell can this be happening in America? And, you know, I just want to remind us all that through the Patriot Act, they gave themselves the right to arrest right. and detain indefinitely yep. without trial. Well, do wait a minute, Kevin, that was for the Muslims. They right. wanted to get the Muslims, Kevin. But it's the Patriot Act. So they're going after Christian patriots. Ah, we didn't think about that back then, 2000. No, we didn't. It was a design to get the patriots. They told us it was to get the Muslims. And here all along, they were after the patriots. The Patriot Act. Wow. Randy. Coach, I'm so glad to be part of this time. God's doing something so great, Coach. Me too. He's raising up a team of people who have the fortitude, the balls, everything that they need to stand in this time because he has to have a living witness. He's got to have people that will lay down their life, Coach, so that he can bring forth what he's got to bring forth. And because I see this happening, Coach, I guarantee you God is bringing forth judgment, getting ready to see some major judgment and it's going to bring back righteousness. So, Randy, he's judging the church. Coach, the fake church is over. It's over. Their day is over. God is raising up the real church. And that's this is the evidence. The fact that we're lay, there's people laying down their lives. We're living sacrifices, Coach. That's what he called us to be. That's just our reasonable service. Hey, you that's know? our reasonable service. Spencer, wake up quickly. Go to my buddy Webster. Go to Mr. Webster real quick and type in martyr. Oh, nobody wants to hear that. M-A-R-T-Y-R. Martyr. Martyr. Huh. One who, by his death, bears witness to the truth of the gospel. Martyr. One who suffers death in defense of any cause. When a man... We say a man dies a martyr to his political principles or to the cause of liberty. Martyr, to put to death for adhering to what one believes to be the truth. To sacrifice one on account of his faith or profession. Martyr, to murder, to destroy. I know this. <clears throat> They're going to know their grampy. My grandkids are going to know that their grampy went down with his boots on. Boom. Huh? Somebody's going to have to bone up. Hmm? Get a martyr's crown. Lay down your life. Maybe not death. Maybe locked in a gulag for the Lord. There's a crown waiting for you, buddy. Amen. Uh, there's a crown waiting for you. Like no other crown, that's for sure. Jack. I got a I got a question right in the after show. I got a question for you. Okay. <clears throat> we'll get it. Myra. <clears throat> yes, coach. In regard to the persecution against the peacetime pastors and the wartime pastors, Proverbs uh twenty, twenty-one through twenty-three. An inheritance claim too soon will not be pressed at the end. Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. The Lord detests differing weights and dishonored scales do not please him. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hey, folks, listen. Are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? See, the Lord's integrity is on the line. I made a deal when I received 
salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ into my life. I made a blood covenant with the Lord. In that blood covenant with the Lord, he said, if you'll confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I confess my sins, and he cleansed me. And then he said this, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. Boom! See you tomorrow.